Hello, I'm Giselle Gamby, host of the Intuitive Pool podcast and business and life coach. My coaching business has consistently brought in half a million in revenue for the past 10 years, not from any external strategy, but from being the intuitive entrepreneur. Having worked strategy first, as most people do with little results, I know that authenticity is profitable and the deeper you go, the greater your wealth always. And so this podcast is here for you if you desire more, deserve more, and are called into more in relation to your wellness and purpose, business and career, finances, relationships, and health. If you're stuck, feel like you've lost your mojo, and equally, if you're doing really well, but you know that you and your life could be so much bigger, so much more purposeful, and so much more impactful. Join myself and my guests as we explore 2024's theme, Untapped Abundance. I love creating ripples, and so here's to creating even more ripples this year for this wonderful, intuitive pool community. Hello, intuitive pool listeners. I am recording this episode. It's thundering outside. I don't know whether you'll be able to hear it or not. Uh, It's kind of, I guess, reflective of how I feel about turning up and recording this episode with you, to be honest with you. So this is a really vulnerable episode, one that I would prefer not to record. Uh, I wrote about it today and it was like, I prefer not to write about this today, but I've always led from a place of authenticity and vulnerability and so here I am again. So I can feel myself being at one of life's junctures again. And I know this juncture is one that literally can change my life. I know th- I know this feeling. I've been here before. Uh, I've been here before several times. Every time I followed the intuitive pull as a result and absolutely my life has changed for the better. And I'm here again. And this time, oh, here we go, feeling very uncomfortable. I am changing my relationship with alcohol. So I love a drink and at a party I can definitely go from, you know, having a lot of fun to drinking too much and then not feeling great about myself. And it's something that really I've lived this pattern, I guess, since my early 30s, actually after I lost Joshua when he was 11 days old. Uh, really from that moment onwards, I my relationship with alcohol changed. And really where it is a problem in my perception is, yeah, having fun at parties and then, you know, going over overboard and and not liking this version of, of myself Um really, who ultimately um, is powerless, you know, turns up really powerless. And so I went to a party on Saturday night and, yep, same thing occurred. I felt absolutely terrible yesterday, not so much from a hangover, but upset with myself. And this morning I did a breathwork session by Troy Methurst, who I've spoken about before. We ran a two-day live event in Manly called Sacred Business on the 6th and the 7th of February with Troy and Beck, his wife, leading it. 
uh, and co-facilitating it with me. And by the way, there is another sacred business on the 7th and 8th of May. But what I want to say here is that Troy led an online breathwork session on Saturday. I couldn't attend because I was at a family lunch. And so I did the breathwork this morning and oh, wow, it was exactly what the doctor ordered. I'm going to speak about something <laughs> and I'm, I'm speaking about something uh, in order really to be provocative, lovingly provocative, I should, should say, lovingly provocative for you so that if there's something in your life that you haven't been able to change, that you've been on the pendulum swing, that, you know, when things aren't going as well as they could or when there's an experience of yourself, a version of yourself that you don't really like or when you don't like the way that you feel in certain circumstances or in certain relationships or when you know that there's a different version of reality that could be so much better, I'm sharing it for that. I'm sharing it for that. Let me say that again. So I'm sharing it for the reasons of, you know, there's sometimes in life when things aren't going as well as they could. Sometimes in life we're ex experiencing a version of ourselves that we don't really like. It happens. Sometimes in life we don't like the way we feel in certain circumstances and relationships and there are times in our life when we know that there's a different version of reality that could be so much better. So I'm sharing it in the spirit of that because what I'm seeing uh, is actually on steroids, I have to say. What I've been seeing in my field, I've only been back, you know, in inverted commas at work since the 20th of January and it's the 19th of February here. And what I've seen on steroids around me are people who have decided that they can no longer tolerate unhappiness. There are people who have decided that they can no longer tolerate same shit, different day. There are people who have decided that they can no longer pretend that what they've been doing to change things is working. I'm one of them. There are people who have decided that they can no longer turn their own backs on themselves and deny who they most desire to be. I had a conversation with somebody just about that on Friday and as a result has made a totally different self-loving decision. There are people in my field who have decided that humility is their friend and there are people who are ready to no longer respond from a place of resistance. And so there goes the thunder clapping interesting time to be recording this podcast episode. So you may recognize yourself in those descriptives of the people that I've been seeing in my field in the last month. And the thing that I want to talk about is when you have tried to change things, but the change has not happened in completion you haven't been able to have a complete transformation about this thing that you wanted to change. I want to talk about the things that we do that we think are the right things sometimes and sometimes we catch ourselves out. When we're trying to go about changing things, these are some of the things that we do and I'm just going to, I guess I'm calling them out because I saw them within myself this morning in the breathwork session and I see it. I see it all around me. And these are not the ways 
these are not the ways to have or to receive a complete transformation about this thing that you want to evolve. So you probably will recognize yourself here or at least recognize this resistance. It's when we pain relieve the tension away. So we try to smooth out and hush the gnarly feelings. I've certainly done that. It's like we're patting them on the head saying, there, there, you know, I won't be feeling you for much longer. In fact, probably by Tuesday, those feelings will be away, will have gone away, but really they haven't underneath the surface. And then what we do when we pain relieve the tension away, we try to distract ourselves with busyness, you know, with just life, with responsibilities, and we can make false promises to ourselves. They feel like that we're owning up to ourselves by making these false promises, but really what they're doing is they're masking the feelings and the owning up that really needs to occur for that complete transformation to happen. You know that expression, time heals all wounds? Well, I don't agree. Whilst there's unacknowledged feelings, thoughts, whilst there's no personal responsibility taken, when we're pain relieving the tension away, instead, we're only perpetuating the situation. And that's just the way it is. So I'll ask you, in a provocative type of way, with the thunder clapping outside, have you made any false promises to yourself? Have you made any false promises to yourself? So another thing that we do that does not give us the complete transformation that we are deserving of. <laughs> this one's such a funny one, really. Uh, and it's only something that I became present to recently um, through working with a beautiful friend and client is that we create chaos. Now, who would ever consciously create chaos? Because, I mean, you'd have to be a, a sadist to consciously create chaos. We don't consciously create chaos, but we create chaos and we create chaos so that we don't have to go inwards, so that we don't have to feel, so that we don't have to get honest and own up, right? If there's so much noise going on in the outside, especially if there's other people involved, right? There's no inner spaciousness. There's no inner spaciousness to go inwards and to feel and to get honest and own up. So this is, this is a funny one. So, and it's so paradoxically that chaos is actually a form of control. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that chaos is a form of control? They seem, that seems like an oxymoron, doesn't it? But think about it this way. If we're in chaos, we have supposed control over our inner world because we don't have the inner spaciousness to be present to our own thoughts, feelings, and emotions. I'll just say that again, because it's such a upside down way of looking at chaos, that chaos is a form of control because when we're in chaos and there's just so much going on in our outer world, we don't actually have the inner spaciousness to be present to our own thoughts, feelings, and emotions to go and own up and take responsibility for what's going on in, in us. And so therefore we are controlling, we are controlling our inner world through 
the experience of chaos. Isn't that just crazy? But it's true. Because if you think about it, like when I feel into the experience of chaos, it's literally like chaos is like a big giant adult tantrum. It's it's noisy, it's demanding, it's demanding of our attention out there, you know, rather than in here. And whilst it's doing that, yeah, we're in self-control, not in a good way. We're blocking ourselves from feeling what needs to be felt. We're blocking ourselves from going and doing the inner work. We're blocking ourselves from humility. We're blocking ourselves from honesty. And we're blocking ourselves for going and feeling all those uncomfortable feelings that all that they want is to be felt and pass through. So here's the provocative question for you. If chaos is part of your world, consider what it might be masking. If chaos is part of your world, consider what it might be masking. Another thing we do when we try and solve the problem and try and transform the situation is we make practical decisions. I know that most people would identify here. Like, what can I do to fix this problem? How can I manage this better so that this unwanted thing doesn't happen the next time? What can I do to fix this problem? And I promise you that the answers are never, ever, ever resourced from the practical in the first instance. And why is that? Because we are human beings and it is who we are being consciously and unconsciously, that screen plays our reality. It's who we are being consciously and unconsciously that screen plays our reality. You know, I often think it's life's biggest joke, really, to think that what we do creates our reality. I mean, it's what most people think. It's what I do that creates our reality. But at the end of the day, if you believe that it's what you do that creates our reality that will only ever have us land in a belief that we're not good enough every single time it's a doomed response no happy endings that's for sure so to go and try and fix the problem you know how can I manage this better so this thing doesn't happen again what can I do that's not where the primary point of resolution exists maybe later but not primarily. So again, another provocative question for you. I wonder what you may have tried to fix that had you end up feeling not good enough. I wonder. I wonder what you may have tried to fix that had you end up in feeling not good enough. And finally, my fourth point around the things that we believe we need to respond to dissatisfied experiences of ourselves and life, we can fall into the rabbit hole. Why, 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 why? Why is this happening? Why? What trauma, what childhood experience happened that I need to face into now so that this thing, this undesired thing never happens again? Now, this is an interesting point, you know, because I am a coach (laughs) and uh, 
And of course, I work with trauma. I've worked with mine. I've worked with many others. And it's important to do so. And the problem here, however, is that we can get stuck in the never-ending trauma loop. That's the problem when we identify with trauma. When we identify with trauma, we identify in the role of or as the role of victim. And when we identify as the role of victim, we can get stuck. We really can get stuck here in the never-ending trauma loop. And so many times I've worked with people and um, because I don't see people as victims, because I I see through through that, I see through their life circumstances and experiences, I see through their failure and their shame, I see through it, I see their wholeness and I know that whatever they're experiencing, that by holding it in its higher purpose or in its sacred purpose, not negating the feeling of it all, not at all, have to go through the portal of our humanity. But because I'm holding that circumstance or that inner experience in the context of this sacred purpose to it, by default, I'm not seeing that person as a victim. And because I'm not seeing that person as a victim, freedom abounds. And truthfully, I've had so many conversations where I have had that one conversation where that we've seen that breakthrough shift in perception, one that changes everything. And they've said to me, you know, I, I was in years of therapy, I was in years of counseling, and I didn't feel the freedom that I feel right now from this one conversation. So, you know, that is something certainly not, I can't say this is a response that I've fallen into because I've really seen through it. But I see a lot of people in the personal awareness and growth world, in the spiritual growth world, uh, fall into the, the never-ending rabbit hole. And there's, there's, yeah, absolutely no happy endings here. And so my question to you now, my provocative question to you now is a statement that we can be addicted to a lot of things, including the role of victim. And I wonder where you may be feeling powerless to change things. I wonder. So none of those four locations that I've spoken about are going to enable complete transformation. None of them. And putting my hand up here with the undesired experience of going to a party and drinking too much and not being happy with that, and I'm not talking about going for perfection. I'm not going talking about going for perfection here. Like I recognize that I'm human and at the same time, it's not an experience that I want to continue having. This morning, this morning I felt it in that breath work. I felt it, the transformation. And, and look, it's even hard for me to describe this feeling that's going on inside of me. I don't even think I can do it justice, to be honest with you. But I know this feeling inside. I've been here before with other subject matters, right, especially around my, my self-worth when I had a massive shift around that in 2002. Even if I go before that, I think it was around 25, I know this feeling of taking responsibility. 
I know this feeling of really owning up and it coming, the decision coming from a place of self-love and deservedness. I've had massive shifts around my business because of that. I know this feeling inside of me that came to me in breath work where the only way that I'm going to be able to transform this is by making a decision that I deserve it. Is making a decision that what I choose for myself comes from a deep well of self-love. And that's where every lifelong transformation is birthed from. And that's where every lifelong transformation is birthed from. I know that. So I know this feeling and I'm dwelling in a soft and tender way and self-loving way in this feeling that's within me. And from this place of deservedness, from this place of self-love, I'm choosing to transform my relationship with alcohol in the whole of my life, going to the source point of it, changing it from there, changing it from a place of self-love, not from a place of shame, because shame will only ever perpetuate that undesired reality. And that's the truth. As I said, I didn't really want to record this episode because it is vulnerable for me. I do feel exposed, if you like. But it's no surprise that I arrived where I did this morning when 2024's theme is untapped abundance. So when we don't allow ourselves to have a complete transformation, we're totally putting a lid on the abundance of who we are and who we experience ourselves as. We're totally putting a lid on the abundance of what matters the most to us. We're totally putting a lid on the abundance of what we're here to experience. And so of course it arrived. Of course I did the breath work. Of course I felt that juncture again. Of course the genesis of this transformation is self-love, not shame. I know this feeling. Of course. And so why, despite my vulnerability and my resistance to recording this episode, why did I? Because I want to remind you that complete transformation with things that are undesirable or unwanted or unfulfilled, I want to remind you that complete transformation of that is available. And I want to tell you that that's what I'm up for. When I work with clients, that is what I'm up for. (laughs) As I keep saying to people when they come on board for the first session, you know, my standard of measurement is nothing but miracles. A miracle being a shift in perception from fear to love. That's my standard of measurement. So if you're up for, if you're up for complete transformation this year, if you know that you can't tolerate any longer what you've been tolerating, right, if you know that you can no longer tolerate unhappiness, if you know that you can no longer tolerate same shit, different day, if you have decided that you can no longer pretend that what you've been doing to change things is working, if you have decided that you can no longer turn your own backs on yourself and deny who you most desire to be, if you have decided that you can no longer live your life from resistance, 
And if you know that, like I am at this juncture, you know that you're at a juncture, you know that it's either continue repeating the same shit different day or truly do the work to totally transform this thing that you so desire, that you so deserve, well, I'm up to doing that with you in the Untapped Abundance Mastermind. So I was given a directive on a very restless night a few Friday nights ago to boot up the mastermind, the year-long mastermind. And one of the directives that was given to me was incentivize it. Reduce the fee by $5,000 from $35,000 Australian dollars to $30,000 Australian dollars for people who commit before the 10th of March. So if that's you, go to the show notes. There's a link to the Untapped Abundance Mastermind page on my website. And there's an application form. And it would be an honor to have a call with you and to see if our souls are meant to do this together. And if they are, what a ride we are going to have in 2024. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Hey, guys. If you love this podcast, I have two requests. Number one, sign up to the newsletter, which you can find in the show notes. Sharing is one of my superpowers, and there is only so much that I can share through the medium of podcasting. And I have very big plans this year to be radically generous to you. So sign up to that newsletter where you'll be able to receive a whole lot more that I trust will be super valuable to you. And number two, I'm a massive referrer of the people I love to the people I love. Please share this episode or podcast with the people you love and let's create some more breathtaking ripples of impact.